0: The FT. Republicans have taken control of the House of Representatives and have gained ground in the Senate. The results of the midterms have, without a doubt, set out a significant shift in power. But what do they really mean for President Barack Obama? I asked FT correspondent Anna Fifield, who watched the results unfold in Washington, for her thoughts.
1: I have a message! A message from the people
0: of Kentucky, a message, a message that is loud and clear and does not mince words. We've come to take our government back. Anna, you just heard there Rand Paul, the Republican Tea Party favourite after winning the Senate race in Kentucky. Do you think this is a true reflection of the way people are feeling?
1: Well, yes and no. It is uh, partly a reflection of the way the American people are feeling. The vote on Tuesday night was very clearly a repudiation of President Obama's first two years in office, and in particular of the Democratic control of Congress during those two years. So I think Americans have, have said very loud and clear that they're unhappy with the direction that the Democrats were taking the country in. But I think that Rand Paul, no surprise, is rather overstating the case in terms of the mandate it gives to the Tea Party movement because the results really were a mixed bag for the Tea Party on Tuesday night. So even though Rand Paul won in Kentucky and Marco Rubio won in, uh, in Florida, they weren't successful across the board. So notably, Christine O'Donnell, the controversial uh, former witch in Delaware, did not win her seat, as expected. But uh, in the very close race in Nevada, Harry Reid, the Senate Majority Leader, managed to beat Sharon Angle, who was also a Tea Party favorite. So it's, we certainly cannot say that the Tea Party was um, resounding in its victory on Tuesday night. But I think that we will now see Republicans coming in feeling that they have a mandate to resist Obama administration reforms and to push back.
0: So in terms of who won what, Anna, can you give us an overview of the results?
1: It was a very good night for the Republicans on Tuesday night. In the House, they've won at least 60 seats. The results are still being counted, so we don't have an actual final score yet. But that is certainly the best result since 1948. So really historic proportions there. Republicans in the House are crowing. One could say this morning they are very um, jubilant about the extent of their victory and uh, the slap in the face that they say this gives to Democrats. Also, in the Senate, it was—it's a, a very tight race there. The final results are not in yet we're still waiting on results from Colorado, Washington State, and Alaska. Alaska might take two weeks to come through. Um, But it looks like Democrats have held on there. They've got 51 seats already. So they do have the majority, but it's a sharply reduced majority. They had 59 before the elections, and even then it was difficult for them to push legislation through. So it will be much more difficult now with such a slender majority. And also the other interesting factor in the midterms were the governor's races. There were 37 uh, governorships up for grabs. That's the highest number ever. And Republicans fared really well there. They scored um, Ohio, which is a very important state race, and uh, and took seats in michigan from democrats and across the country they picked up about 10 seats in total and part of the reason that is so important is because now this is a once in a decade chance for republicans to redraw the congressional map because this year was a census year in the u.s and every 10 years after the census the boundaries are redrawn by the governor and the state legislature of each each state uh, for the next 10 years. And so now Republicans can redraw those districts in their favor, which means that they could um, dominate the House for, for years to come.
0: Anna, where did you watch the elections? And when the results were coming in, did you get a sense of what the, what the results mean for Obama and, and the, the general feeling about him?
1: I was in the D.C. Bureau of the Financial Times here um, watching the elections as they rolled in. It was very exciting once they did start coming in because they, the tallies were coming in thick and fast. I think uh, it's pretty clear that this was a repudiation, a big blow for President Obama. It's hard to believe that only two years ago he was elected on this huge groundswell of support, all this hope and change that he was talking about, so incredibly popular here in the US and around the world, and now suddenly he's, uh, he's been handed this huge blow in, on the, um, in the Congress, but I think he will be having to take stock this morning and digest this message to, you know, see what, um, what the voters are saying to him. And I think it's quite clear that they were unhappy about the direction that President Obama and the Democrats have taken the economy in. People are not feeling the effects of the economic stimulus package and unemployment remains incredibly high at 9.6%. That was the main message that came out. But also it's, um, maybe quite surprising how unpopular health reform remains, even as the first benefits now start to kick in. But Republicans ran on a platform that's saying that they would repeal this. They almost definitely will not be able to repeal the whole package. But still, that was the vow that they made during the campaign season. So they are looking to push back, basically, President Obama's biggest achievement from his first two years.
0: So you think that we're going to see Obama making a bold policy change?
1: I don't think we're going to see much from Obama at all, actually. I think things are going to be very difficult for him from now on. All his big legislative packages are now through. From now on, if he manages to pass, uh, bills, they will be small, small bills. So big, uh, packages that we were looking at or well, he, he was hoping to push through such as climate change legislation, comprehensive immigration reform, he can kiss goodbye to all of that now because there's no way that Republicans on the Hill are going to pass that kind of legislation. So it's going to be much more difficult for him to advance his agenda over the next two years. So
0: so choppy waters really. He's due to talk isn't he in uh, in an hour or two. What what line do you think his speech is going to take?
1: I think that he will say that he is hearing what the American people have said that they have spoken that he gets their message. I mean it's, it's very difficult for him to put any kind of spin on on such a huge legislative blow like like we saw here, but I think he will i mean the clear message is that he needs to listen to the people that the people are not happy with what he 's been saying to them so far so I think he um, if he says that he 's going to take heed of this of these results, focus on the economy that 's basically been his big downfall He's been punished for focusing on health care at a time when unemployment remains so high so I think he will he will try to say that he will redouble his efforts on on the economic recovery, and um, I think he will probably try and reach out to Republicans and offer an olive branch. He did actually call John Boehner, the new Speaker of the House, at about midnight on Tuesday night, our time. And, uh, and say that he hoped that they could work together. So he will really have, be having to reach out to Republicans to try and get some level of cooperation there uh, from Republicans in the House. But the simple fact is that these Republicans have uh, found that obstruction worked really well for them so far. They've been elected with a mandate to, um, to basically continue saying no to the Obama administration. So I think in the short term, at least, John Boehner and his team are not going to be in any mood to cooperate and to help the president advance his agenda
0: and globally how do you think the results are going to affect you know how people receive him i mean i'm thinking particularly there's the G20 summit that's happening next week
1: well i think it's no coincidence that president obama is leaving for india tomorrow i mean two days after the um after the elections it kind of creates the impression that he's uh, scurrying away from this election defeat i think The interesting thing is that President Obama remains pretty popular across the rest of the world, that he hasn't suffered the same kind of ratings blow that he has um, had here in the U.S. So I think it kind of makes sense. If I was him, I'd be wanting to get out to the places where I'm still loved rather than sticking around in America.
0: So do you think this is just a hurdle for Obama, that he just needs to regroup and that it's not over for him?
1: Yeah, I mean, his his approval ratings are low. They're generally under 50 percent in most polls. But the interesting thing about President Obama, you know, he was elected because he wasn't George W. Bush, because he's a thinker, he's cerebral, he takes his time. And he has always taken the view that he is playing a long game here and that he is doing things that may be politically unpopular now but will be for the good of the nation in the longer run, such as uh, such as healthcare reform. So he's always taken this view that he's playing chess while everybody else is play- playing checkers. But I think he'll have to um, wake up a little now and realise that politics is quite important if you're going to achieve these worthy goals over the longer terms. For more downloads, go to ft.com forward slash podcasts. It's the Kia Summer Sticker Sales Event, so give your friends something to look at. Like a b and with an ocean view, an endless field of wildflowers, or a sunset that needs no filter. Make this a summer to share and save with a capable Kia SUV or powerful sedan. See your local Kia dealer or visit Kia.com to learn more. Kia.